Welcome to Season 2 of Salzburg and Lightning, The Ruminations of a Christian. This is the first podcast of 2023, and I am going to tackle one verse today. That verse is 2 Corinthians 5.21. The ESV reads, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, the reason I chose this verse is that I think it has been misunderstood. And I think a correct reading reveals an important dimension of of the Christian life. That we Christians, and by we I mean especially American evangelicals, it reveals an, an important dimension that we might overlook. So the verse is almost always read to mean that Christ takes our sin and we his righteousness. Now, now N.T. Wright uh, has pointed out some weaknesses of this reading. A, Paul never says this anywhere else. B, it is God's righteousness that we become, not Christ's. And this is one of the main arguments um, against the reading of it as being Christ's righteousness that we receive. And a similar asymmetry actually is in Galatians 3.13, and I won't discuss that verse here. So C, this reading does not fit into the context of the letter. And D, read in this way, that means in, in, in the way that N.T. Wright disagrees with, it seems to fall off the end of the preceding argument. So as, as N.T. Wright points out, that some commentators suggest that the real break is between 519 and 520, and not between 521 and 6.1. So both Wright and Morna Hooker argue that Paul appeals to the gospel at points in the letter to validate his own ministry. His ministry is not undercut because he suffers, and he uses Jesus as an example. So Paul was the the ultimate um, non-prosperity gospel advocate. So Morna Hooker argues that Paul appeals to the gospel three times, in 5.14 through 15, 5.18 through 19, and in our verse 5.21. In verses 5.14 and 15, Paul writes, For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. For Paul, Christ died, and, and we died. Notice he says, Christ died for all, therefore all have died, so that we might live for him. So to live, to live for Christ is to suffer and have no regard of earthly station. And that's what Paul's trying to argue. You can't look at his ministry and, and undercut it. In 5, 19, 18 through 19, he writes, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. 
Paul says that just, just as God reconciled us to himself, so Paul and his fellow evangelists are entrusted to be the agents of reconciliation. And he basically says this in the next verse. You know, the, the verse right before our verse, 521. So in verse 520, Paul, Paul writes, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So clearly an ambassador is someone who acts as a representative for the one doing the sending. Therefore, when we get to verse 21, we are to view the phrase, we become the righteousness of God, as meaning that we are ambassadors of God or Christ and do the activity that God does or Christ does. Paul did so by reconciling God and the Gentiles. So N.T. Wright lays out four possibilities to understand the phrase righteousness of God. So either, either the righteousness of God is God's own righteousness, or it's a status or quality predicated of humans. Now, if it's God's own righteousness, it's either, it's either an attribute of God or you know, something he possesses, or, it's, uh, or the genitive is its objective genitive, in which case it would be the activity of God. Or, and this is how most Christians would view the phrase, it's a status or quality predicated of humans. So it's either an objective genitive, um, which is you know something that commends us before God, or it would be a genitive of origin, which is the most popular way to view it, sort of a status that has its source in God. But I've argued that the context better supposes that the subject that the genitive should be interpreted subjectively, and that is an act, it's an activity. So the upshot is that the Christian is to share in the activity of God, which means to be a Christian is to be active. Christianity is not about passive beliefs, but about being ambassadors of Christ or ambassadors of God. Amen. So thank you for listening to another episode of Salzburg and Lightning.